and I was given a death sentence at the age of 16. I became a slave to food and to fear. 799 pounds. 799 pounds. But here I am today. 600 pounds lighter. And I'm here to share my story with you to help you improve, to help you find your way, and to help you become a more motivated person. I'll be your inspiration. Here we go. Let's do this. He's been on the Today Show, The Doctors, in the National Enquirer, and in newspapers and magazines all over the country. Welcome to the 600 Pounds Down podcast. Here's your host, Coach Justin. Hey everybody, welcome to the 600 Pound Down Podcast. I'm excited to be here today for another episode. Uh, And we are continuing our series, Health Yourself Happy. I know that's a awesome one that I really hold near and dear to my heart because I'm all about trying to be a happy person, right? And we're about um, trying to better people's lives. So Help Yourself Happy has been an ongoing series we've been doing for, this is week three. We talked about becoming a happier person, right? We want to be a happier person because when we're happy, it makes us happy, obviously. We, we feel better, right? And others around us also feel better. We, we are more liked, and I think we all want to be a more liked person. So you can go back and review those uh, over the last couple of weeks. We checked those out. We talked about those things, part one and two. I'm not going to go over them right now, but uh, if you would like, just take a moment and just go through the library and see uh, those two episodes. And uh, they are available to definitely listen to and also to help you and assist you on your journey to becoming a happier person. Here we are with part three. And what are we talking about? What is it that will benefit our lives and make us a happier person? Well, today we're going to talk about your spiritual life. Now, before you tune me out, just understand spirituality is part of your life if you think about it or not, if you believe it or not. Spirituality is an important factor for a healthy life. This is not just about a healthy mindset. It's not just about a healthy diet or physical life, but it's also about a healthy spirit. So some of you are seekers. You're out here listening and you're thinking, spiritual life, what's that even mean? I'm open to it. Some of you are probably sitting here thinking, I'm not really open to that. I don't really want to pursue a spiritual life. Well, I'm going to share... Uh, the the importance of a spiritual, healthy spiritual life. And I'm also going to share to those who already have a healthy spiritual life, you know, how can you utilize that to your advantage? So let's bounce into that today. Uh, We got some great things to talk about. And we're not going to spend a ton of time here today, but just some some important steps that you can take, uh, important key parts, if you will, that you can apply to your life to get you in a better place spiritually. Because when you're in a good place spiritually, You can be in a good place mentally, and then obviously that kind of goes hand in hand with a healthy physical life as well. So here we bounce into our spiritual life impacting our mood. So Health Yourself Happy Part 3, your spiritual life impacts your mood. How so? Well, here's what we got to start. We got to start right here. Your foundation of your faith, it, it truly does matter, and some people think Eh, doesn't truly matter too much, but honestly, it does. You have to have a foundation. 
You have to have a place where you where you have your beliefs that are built upon a root, you're built upon a foundation. It's like a tree, right? A tree roots take in nutrients, roots help it stay in place. And what happens, it grows. Uh, and those roots just keep growing, right? They become more, it, it helps uh, keep the tree more balanced, if you will. So when high winds come, those roots are deep. Those roots are good. Those roots are helpful as they are uh, down deep into the ground. So we want some good spiritual roots. When problems in life come our way, we want to make sure we have the ability to stand firm. We want to make sure we have the ability to, to not be moved or wavered. Now, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to think, hmm, I really would like an answer here. I really would, I, I need to press in. I need to figure this out. I need to knock on God's door more. I need to pray more. I need to, to ask my friends what they think and, and ask for guidance. You know, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. So I do want you to understand that a proper or a foundation of a spirituality is vital for your life. Now, in my personal situation, in my personal life, Jesus is the primary focal point. He is that ground work. He is that foundation, that rock, that stone that my my house, my body is uh, is sitting on. It's the foundation, and and it's really important to me because my life is is centered around that piece. It's centered around faith. It's centered around what would He do. It's centered around what's he say about this? Because it is important. Because on my own, I really have a tendency of messing up or thinking something different or doing something different or allowing my emotions to manage me, allowing my my situation to manage me. But when I'm in him and I go to him and pray and just take some time alone, read my read his word, read my Bible, I start seeing things differently as a different perspective. And so it should be the same thing with you. So you have to have a, a foundation of faith to know that you know that you know that this is a foundation you stand upon, that this is not going to make you, you know, life situations are not going to make you waver back and forth, not going to make you uh, uh, pursue something that's that's not healthy for you and on and on. So a proper foundation of faith really impacts your mood because there's this, there's this comfort in knowing that things are going to be okay because you have a good foundation. You know you can't be wavered. You know you can't be moved. And you know whatever life throws at you, be it temptation, be it a situation, be it, be it illness, be it whatever, you know that you can stand on truth. You know you can stand on your faith. You know that God is with you and he's never going to leave you. So that's the first point that I want to talk about that impacts your mood, your spiritual life. The foundation of faith truly matters. Number two is you walk out differently, right? When you have a faith, you begin to walk your life or live your life differently. It's no longer the same. Now, Previously, before a faith, and I'm going to mention my faith, it's obviously in Jesus, so I'm a Christian. In my Christian principles, in my Christian lifestyle, my life should look different. It should be different than anybody else's. It should be different than the world's. It should be a unique walk that God is honored in, a unique walk that, that honors God's standards for my life, and it makes him pleased with me. It should be a life that I am living and devoted to him. And so I will look different than my neighbors who aren't Christians. I might look a little different than particular Christians. But the fact of the matter is, because I have this belief, because I have this foundation, because I have a faith, I am not the same person anymore. So what I used to do now becomes the guy in the mirror, or the rear room mirror in the car, right? It becomes... Uh, it's in the past. It's no longer me. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And that is a situation, that is a, a 
part of my life that I need to make sure that I'm I'm living out. I need to make sure I'm walking differently. And then when time comes where I try to walk differently, when I try to walk the same as the world, I should say, I need to reevaluate myself and remember who is it that I believe in. I go back to the spiritual foundation. I go back to who I believe in. I go back to the roots and say, this action is not okay. I should be thinking these things. These things are going to make me messy anyway. These things are not going to be helpful to me. These things are going to be not very beneficial to me if I think these thoughts or I do these things. I'm going to cause myself some stress. I'm going to cause myself some situations here if I continue to walk out in the way everybody else is doing is bringing me the negative results. I have to go back to the foundation, my faith, and remember there's a better way. God said to do it this way because it spares me pain, right? So walk out your life differently. And we can't be the same people anymore. So the changes come as you grow into up, you grow up into your faith. You mature, you become a better person, a, a different person. And it's kind of like you start learning how to walk and talk again. And you, you, you kind of adapt to a new way of living. That's what I had to do. That was my life. I, I adapted to a new way of living because that's a new way that God offered. Because I was on my, I was on the road to just terrible things, right? I was killing myself by how I was eating. I was killing myself by how I wasn't moving and on and on. And I had to go back and say, what does Jesus say to do? Well, I shouldn't be a glutton, right? I shouldn't eat myself to death anymore. I should value my body, honor my body because he created me. And I can go on and on with that. But walk it out differently and don't be the same person anymore. The third key point I want to show you to help yourself happy in your spiritual life is to recognize your value and recognize your worth. So let's check this out for a second. Your value and worth do not come from what you put in your mouth. Your value and worth don't does not come from what you see in the mirror looking back at you. Your value and worth does not come from other people and what they say about you. Your value and worth comes from what God says about you. I've lived my life for a very long time, my younger years, I cared so deeply what other people thought of me. I was in a, a rut, a negative mindset of, well, they're going to think I'm fat. They're going to think I'm a waddle. They're going to think I'm no good. They're going to think I'm a loser. They're going to think I'm, uh, my clothes are ugly. I'm going to think, you know, I became enslaved to what other people thought of me. And when they mentioned something negative, I took that as an identity. I took that as my value system. This is what people must think of me. I'm, I'm fat. I'm no good. I'm ugly. I'll never get a girlfriend. I'll never, you know, and on and on. And it became this normal routine thinking of this must be who I am. So I didn't have much self-value or self-worth. And, and I try to put it in my own hands. <laughs> I didn't really think too highly of myself. But I put it into the Lord's hands and I, and I recognize what he said about me in his word. You know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that I'm his masterpiece, that he loves me. I mean, on and on and on, right? He created me in his likeness and image. I just, I see my value for God so loved the world. You can even put in there for God so loved you, Justin, that he gave up his one and only son. And I, I mean, you can just put your name into the scriptures where he's talking to, to people in general, his people. But you can put your name in there and individualize it as like a love sentence from God himself. And it really does give you this idea or give you this perspective on the on his word that he's actually speaking to you because he is. Literally, when his word is open, you read it. This is God's love letter to you, to me. And we can read that and say, this is what he thinks about me. So let's keep that in our mind as we're reading it, as we're reaching out to the Lord, as we're praying as we're living this life, think about 
your value system and your worth. It does not come from what others have said. It does not come from your past. We can't live in the past and play victim to our past because I could easily do that. I was given enough names in my life to, to feed off those and just act like that's what I am because that's what they said about me. And I can't stay there because it just, I'll never become what I'm supposed to be if I stay in that place. I want to grow. I want to mature. I want to be a better person. I want to live out my faith. I want to help other people. That can't happen if I'm staying in the past and looking at my worth and self-value as what others have said about me in the past. Even the good things people say about you, that is still not your value. If they say, oh, you're a good speaker. Oh, you're, you're good at this. Oh, you're really awesome at that. Even that can go to your head and you can try to find value in that. And that is not where we're supposed to be either. You see, we can't be in that place either. Because as soon as they say a critical word against you, you might you might just change your mindset and say, I'm going to replace those positives with the negatives they said. So I must, you live for their approval. You really don't, you, you, you die by their rejection. You live by their approval. So you can't be there. You have to know what God says about you and then put it, put the other things in like sweep it under the rug or throw it away and trash it because that cannot be our thinking pattern. Number four, temptations and struggles temptations and struggles when you have a healthier spiritual life you'll recognize that you can hand temptations over to the one who gives you strength so in my belief system and the faith that i follow that i believe is the real deal i do see that when i'm tempted i can switch my mind and i can put it and and my perspective changes to where i think about the goodness of god to where i think about where he's brought me how he's rescued me from myself and then he provides a way out of temptation. So when I'm hungry for something that's not good for me, I might have a treat. I might have two treats. But what I used to do is I would eat and eat and eat and eat and gorge myself to the point where I was hurting myself and destroying myself physically. I was abusing my body with food. And I could not be doing that because it was destroying me. So instead of doing that today, because I can still, if I wanted to, gorge myself to the point where I can get sick, where I can hurt my body and just go the other way because it is a real temptation to me. Now, they have become easier. Temptations have lifted in, in a lot of ways because the Lord has become, you know, that foundation, that centerpiece and what, what he says about me and, and the foundation of my faith and, and his word and, and all those things have really occupied my mind. His ways have occupied my mind and my value system has changed. So it's not as, it's not as, as easy for me to just fall these days. But the temptation can still come, right? Especially if you're tired, especially if you're hungry, especially if you're having a bad day. It's easy to allow your feelings to dictate the temptations. And when temptations come, it's easy to give in because why? You're having a bad day. So we don't want to have a bad, we don't want to allow the bad days to, to make us give in to temptations. So we hand our struggles, we hand our temptations, we hand them over to Jesus and we pray. You know, we talk to God. We say, we know there's better. We know you have a better plan. We know we're not a slave to these things anymore. We're not a slave to this sin. We're not a slave to that. We're not a slave to this. God, your ways are better than mine. And then we pray and we get our focus off of the temptation or the struggle and we put it on him because he's with us. He cares and he wants us to draw near to him when we're feeling weak because when we're weak, we know that he can be strong throughout that weakness that we have because it's truly, truly relying on God to get us through those things. 
we are not, uh, we do not have to be prey to temptation. If you set yourself up for the proper boundaries and proper guidelines, and you go to the one who created you and loves you, then guess what? You do not have to be a slave to temptation. Number five, when you're a healthier person spiritually, your light truly shines. And this is the beautiful part about, about Jesus and Christianity, is when when you have a, a foundation of faith, and God has really changed your heart, and he's touched you, and and you now feel different about yourself. You believe you love God with all your heart, and that actually motivates you to love people. Because if you can't, if you don't love God, you really truly can't love people 100% either, can you? You can't. Because people annoy us. <laughs> they're inconveniences sometimes, right? And they're, they're not perfect, and they're not like us, right? They, they have these, these things that we just, we don't want to deal with. That's life. That's life. But when we love God, we recognize that he had a love for people. He has a love for everybody that we see and come across. And that means since he cares about people, we should also care about people. And how does that apply to our physical uh, efforts to become healthier people? Well, when you actually live out a healthy lifestyle, others are watching you. And you have a truth in you that changed your life, a spiritual foundation that gave you answers, a spiritual foundation that helps you overcome temptation, gives you whatever you need in the midst of weakness, God is, is, is alive in you. And when that is true, you can take those same principles that you're leaning on, that your foundation is on, that, that the feelings that you have that come from God and the supernatural things that happen when you believe and trust him, you can take those things and share them with other people. And that also can change their life and rescue them from a place where they, well, they're not thriving in, right? A place of darkness, a place of, of struggle. You can be a light in the darkness because that's what we're supposed to be. Jesus tells us to go and make new followers. It's in the book of Matthew, Matthew 28. So you go make new followers and you go and, and you, you spread his word. You spread his goodness. Does that mean you stand on a table and preach all day? No. That's just sharing your life, sharing your wins, sharing what God's done for your life, sharing your testimony, your story, how far God's brought you. I mean, all those things create an avenue for others to watch and they then can follow from watching that, if that makes sense. So you shine your light, you help others get out of the darkness, you rescue them from themselves, and then they become set free and becomes this, this domino effect. It keeps falling. Keep falling. People, people who are enlightened now help other people. It just goes on and on. It's a cycle that just never stops. And that's why it's important to have a healthy spiritual foundation. Because if you do not, you can't see things in this way. You can't look at this, uh, these words that I just shared with you as a positive thing. You're going to say, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I mean, the truth is you can. The truth is you're supposed to. The truth is the focus gets off you and it's placed on the one who made you. And when the one who made you becomes your focal point, things change not only in your life, but the lives around you. So you can become a happier, happier person, a healthier person, when you actually have a healthier spirit. They all blend together, physical, mental, and spiritual. And I argue that spiritual is probably the most important element of your life that you can possibly change. Because once you change that part of your life, the other things just simply follow. It's that simple. And I speak from experience. Now, if you have any questions about your spiritual life, feel free to reach out. 
You can hit me up at justinwillaby.com. You can also find me on my socials. And uh, you can also just send me an email if you'd like to. It's one step nation, O-N-E, step nation at gmail.com. And you can check, you can go ahead and write me an email with any questions that you might have. And I'd love to help you out. That being said, guys, a lot of great things are happening with our podcast here. Uh, this is the third feature. This is the third episode, I should say, of Health Yourself Happy in the 600 Pounds Down podcast. We have one more to go over next week. We're going to talk about the the impact of exercise on your life and on your mood. It's going to be great. And so we're going to finish this series strong with Health Yourself Happy by talking about exercise and the benefits of that when it comes to your mental life and becoming a happier person. And just a reminder, if you haven't already, please check out the previous Health Yourself Happy uh, podcasts that I recorded um, over the last couple of weeks. You definitely want to check it out because it will complete the series for you. So check out one, two, three, third, third one is today, and then also the one that we uh, drop next time with Health Yourself Happy. Guys, visit justinwillaby.com for any information that you're looking for. Remember, I'm a coach. If you're looking for one-on-one coaching to assist you on your journey, feel free to reach out. One Step Nation is something that I'm passionate about to help you and to also assist you with overcoming addiction, assist you with finding those steps necessary to become a healthier person. I've helped a lot of people. Uh, I utilize the same concepts, the same methods that I use to drop 600 pounds, and here I am to assist you in the midst of your struggle to help you become a healthier person. So reach out for coaching if you're interested. Again, visit justinwillaby.com. Go ahead and look for the category of coaching, and I would love, love, love to talk to you more about that. All right, guys, see you next week on 600 Pounds Down Podcast. Catch you later. I'm out.